Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I actually even remembered asking him a question at that time, too. Oh, shit, we might as well just see yeah. it now, right. too. Okay. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Schmozone Podcast here on Fight Island. This is episode number 25. I'm Dave Schmolenson, a.k.a. The Schmo. And I'm Helen E. Sports. And he's the number seven ranked lightweight in the world and the broadcaster. Yeah. Paul Felder. Lots of broadcasting. One Lots of, of it. the busiest people here on <laughs> Fight Island. I feel like you're doing everything, right? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of things, but I want to give a shout out to the uh, to the producers and the guys behind the scenes because you know, every time I work with these guys, you know, Lappy, Zach, uh, Mike Ricci, all these guys that are my, man, I don't know how they do it. And John Gooden and John Anik, they, they have the real job. I get to watch fights and talk about fights. So yes, I'm busy, but not as busy as these guys behind the scenes. That's for sure. You had quite a scare getting over here. You thought yeah. you might not have been able to even broadcast Bro. at Fight Island. What was that situation like? Miserable, man. Cause you know I was really excited to be here. Uh, they're filming this documentary here. Rory, the director, really wanted me to be a big part of it. They flew um, camera crews out to my house in Philly, filmed me and my girlfriend, my daughter, me saying goodbye, like a whole, you know, the whole thing, and. Uh, then I got there, and I, just because I sat next to Dean, I was exposed to COVID-19. I didn't test positive for it. I never even had a false positive. It was always negative. But just to be safe, Dr. D from the UFC, you know, God bless him for looking out for everybody. He didn't want to send me over here and get me stuck here because if we get stuck here and test positive, it could be three weeks, could be four weeks, could be however long it takes for you to run in, out of your system and not test positive. Stressful time. I'm here. I'm talking to you guys, and uh, it's been great. What's the documentary? They're doing they're doing a whole Fight Island thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're and part they, of a whole Fight Island. Yeah, the Island. same crew, the same guys that filmed Dana White's looking for a fight, and Rory who does some thirty for thirties and things like that. So, so I'm yeah, I'm kind of running but, all over the place. Speaking of Fight Island, what do you think? I think it's great, honestly. I yeah. I, I, I know it's a far trip for all of us, but at least once you're here, you feel pretty secure knowing how many times we've all been tested, yeah. seeing the you know the. The precautions they go through with having us in this certain radius there's different restaurants there it's nice to have a few hotels that if you want to pop over and grab a drink over there which is i think what we're planning on doing tonight is going to like crown plaza and getting uh yeah a, a couple beers or something just to get the freak out of here man we have a media dinner tonight over at the the golf course which yeah yeah i heard to. that was cool too yeah i'm, I'm pretty yeah. stoked i about may that. grab a beer or two yeah i'm fucking I might put down I three or four. The way we're sweating too, like you, you slam a few beers afterwards. That's all you need. You don't need uh, to to be getting too deep into the drinking because of the amount of sweat that we're all losing. Third podcast here on Fight Island for us. All three podcasts so far: Ricky Simone, Uriah Faber, and now you. Yeah. I've walked back and forth between us over at the Stay Bridge to here, 15 minutes in this heat and humidity. Every time we're doing this, I'm soaked through my yeah. shirt. But yeah. how are you wearing a sweater? A sweatshirt. <laughs> because when I'm inside here, if I'm oh, not going cold. outside, right, I'm freezing. <laughs> but you're right. As soon as you step outside, this, I mean, I would sweat through this in a matter of, you know, 
two minutes probably. But uh, one of them in here, especially the garage, that restaurant here, it's freezing. Oh, it it's is always cold. freezing. Yeah. So I always wear this just in case. This is a man-made island. And how much <laughs> electricity are they pumping through this to keep the AC on, the lights on all over this island? It's amazing. I, I can only imagine because everywhere – the air this time is ridiculous, especially in the arena. When I fought here last year in September, not so much. Yeah, I heard it about was, that. It was step outside. Imagine having a fist fight outside in that, without the sun at least. But. So how surprised were you after fighting here last September and now commentating here uh, what the difference is between the hospitality and temperature? I'm sure the hospitality is the same. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. the temperature and the accommodations they're making in the arena, What are the, what's the difference? Well, the arena – Way better. The whole setup, you know, they had time to figure it out. Um, feels nice. Obviously, they don't have to worry about an audience other than, uh, I think, that one little section where there's like five chairs, social distance apart. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I love the setup in there. I love how we have like a, the ESPN desk pretty much and then um, the local the Abu Dhabi yeah, TV. The Abu, Abu Dhabi Sports TV. Uh, so it's been, it's been awesome, man. Uh, the hospitality is the same. When I was here in September, everybody would just go above and beyond anything you needed. People that were just locals here were reaching out to Bilal Muhammad, who was my teammate. And, uh, you know, they were obviously stoked to have him here and, uh, and fighting in a Muslim country like this. So it was a big moment for him. And uh, I got to kind of just tag along with, with him and, and these guys that helped him out. Well, last weekend, I know, Jared Gordon, you were yeah. doing double duty. Kind of my talk God. about that experience. So that was a crazy experience because Jared, obviously, his whole team tested positive. But he kind of saw the writing on the wall and had left and went to uh, separate himself just in case he didn't he didn't want to be around it at all. And God forbid he did because then everybody around him is testing positive. His girlfriend or fiance tested positive. Uh, she had other complications in her life. So, you know, he talked about the miscarriage. miscarriage. So, mm-hmm. so much going on for this guy, man. When it rains, it pours for, for Jared. But he's so mentally tough. He kept it together. And it looked like I wasn't going to get here for him, but I got here just in time to do the last little bit of his weight cut. So the rest of it was all him training in his room, making sure that he stayed on the diet, even though he's got room service 24 hours a day, can get whatever he wants delivered to the room. A man didn't. He had a lot of weight to cut, but we got it off. He he killed it. And uh, yeah, I got to jump off the uh, commentary desk for a little bit, run in the back, throw on some Reebok. We were hoping we could do the suit. Yeah, why we're, are you oh, staying so, in the suit? I wanted to. I wanted to stay in the suit. But, Vince Lombardi style. Oh, man, that's exactly what we were thinking. Just old school, like basketball coach or or wrestling. And it just, uh, they wouldn't let me do it. They, they they didn't have enough answers before I was about to, you know, about to make the walk. And I, I could tell I was stressing out the, uh, the outfitting crew. And those guys, they're the best. They're not trying to get themselves in trouble. So I was like, look, I'll just throw on. I just threw on the, the Reebok stuff over top. So I know you were in the corner with him with Extreme Couture's Eric Nixick, and yeah. I know you've been hitting pads with him, building a relationship yeah. with him with all the stuff you're doing at the PI. Was this kind of like a makeshift last second yeah. in the corner? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Gary Tonin too. We just yep. like he was already here for uh, Benoit. Benoit, yeah. And uh, Eric obviously was here for, for Dan and, and Joe Benavides. So it was just like, all right, I've worked with, with Eric. Um, he's an amazing dude. He'll look mm-hmm. out for anybody. That's all he wants to do is help people get better. Uh, so him and Jared started talking. He started talking game plan. And the game plan was simple for us. I mean, we all knew and we were all on the same page that get this kid to the ground and beat him up. I mean, Jared's positional wrestling and ground and pound is uh, phenomenal. So uh, he did exactly that. And he executed the game plan perfectly. 
But how soon did they ask you to be a part of his corner? So I'd say about a week and a half, two weeks before we went to Fight Island, Jared had mentioned that guys were worried that they had COVID or they were going to go get tested. And he had been tested, I think, twice at that point. He didn't have it, so he was just running and, and biking at this point. Wasn't even going to the gym and hitting pads with Henry. And we were joking about it. Like, he thought he was going to be able to get somebody over there for him. Um, and I just reached out to Zach Candido, my producer, to see, you know, is it is it even possible if, God forbid, he needs me? And I made that clear. I was like, it's only if he really needs me. I don't want to mess up the broadcast and try to do too much. But they were like, yeah, if he doesn't have anybody, you you can step aside for the, uh, for the broadcast. So we didn't know for sure until probably about the week before the fight. Last month we had John Anik on our show, and yeah. he talked about the differences between a two-man team and a three-man team broadcast, and the nuances about when to talk, mm -hmm. when your turn, and everything like that, and you juggling two jobs between being a fighter exactly. and being a broadcaster. Kind of what's that situation like, and you working with new people, too, for the first time and building the chemistry, having the pre-fight mm -hmm. interviews. Yeah. I know we had our media day last night, and next door you guys had your fighter interviews. Yeah. Uh, what's it like building chemistry with new people and the rapport between a two-man and three-man team? Yeah, it's definitely a big difference between the two-man and three-man just because obviously if, if, if me and you were just talking versus the three of us talking, there's a lot of negotiating going on. Unsaid, you know, no nonverbal negotiating between uh, everybody. And having a good play-by-play -play guy like John Anik or Brandon or I think these, uh, John Gooden, they're all great. So they kind of got to let them lead the dance a little bit and they'll give certain cues and that's how you know like all right Mike and he'll this way you're already engaged you know you're listening and uh two man it's a little more just conversation a lot more on the um color guy to really fill in that space though at least when there's two of us let's say I'm working with DC he can cover a lot of the wrestling the grappling I like to jump in whenever there's any kind of crazy striking or ground and pound going on so and like you said, a whole new group I've never worked with, John Gooden and Mike Bisbing at the same time. Very strange to get used to at first, and then once you start finding everybody's rhythm, you find your sense of humor, and it's a, it's a new show every time, depending on which combinations you're working with. Uh, the you only American thing oh, thank you. you will do, and you're the only American born, too, on the, on yeah, the telecast. Yeah. Well, that was the reason I kind of got thrown into that situation with uh, Dan Hardy and John Gooden to begin with, is they wanted to mix in just a third-man party with them, and they wanted it to be an American voice just to kind of get, you got all the European guys, you know, listening to John and Dan, and then you get a little American flair with me in there, and uh, I loved it. Ever since I started working with those guys, I was like, it's so much fun, you know, and uh we get to make fun of each other and kind of poke fun at the, the Brits and the Yanks. It's, it's good times. It's, it's the best that way. And Bisbing's a good sport. Such oh, yeah. a great sense. He was a, so funny so on that he's first a maniac, looking for a fight yeah. with Sarah. He's, he's crazy. He is, he is crazy. And he truly is one of the few guys that, I mean, when we were working the post show, I think for Saturday show, I, I was legit crying, laughing at, at whatever he said. It may, just the way he said one of the guy's names. And it just got me rolling, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what this job is is fun for that. Stressful sometimes, but yeah. It's well, good. speaking of like the stress, the preparation, what is it like, kind of behind the scenes, having to not only prepare for broadcasting, but then you're also training and just yeah. juggling everything. And yeah, you're not retired, and I'm not I'm not officially retired. Yes, <laughs> I'm still I'm still accepting offers. Sean Shelby and me, we've talked a few times, so he knows that I'm. 
I'm trying to get a lot of these jobs out of the way and and then you know further into the year I look to get back in there but uh it's tough because I am trying to stay in shape because of that right so I'm not just letting myself go on a road so today uh, I've been getting into a lot of endurance sports and triathlon type stuff so I, I'm trying to dip into that a little he bit it's that? insane bro it's crazy so today I did a little brick so I, I, I biked for 15 miles and then jumped off and went on the treadmill and I could barely get through 5K, man. My legs were just, but that's the whole point, right? It's to kind of build that. So tough. Did you invest in a nice road bike, carbon fiber bike? I don't, I don't have it yet. I've been doing all indoor stuff Indoors. right now, but now I'm, now I'm hooked. Now I really like doing this Clip stuff. Clip on shoes yeah, and get yeah, on the yeah. road. Yeah, it's. What it's about fun. swimming? I suck, but I did do. I, I swam yesterday for an hour uh, over at uh, the, yeah. the, the hotel you guys are at. That's a nice little lap it's pool. It's a great in there. pool. She's an amazing swimmer. Yeah, She's terrible. been swimming in there every day. I'm terrible. I I, I can't do for as, as as good as my cardio is. I do a few lengths and I have to take a second and do a few more lengths. So for me to get to a point where I can do a mile, two miles, I don't know it what come. I got to do. It will yeah. come. I, I, when I when I was first like my whole goal because I got to swim 1.2 miles because yeah. I did up to a half Ironman. I couldn't do more than four laps. Right. That's the, yeah. And but I'm straight, dead. And then you're dead. But then you just slowly build, go in increments of four, four to yeah. eight to 12, 16. Just keep going in three, four times. Like, I'm the last one who should be saying that when I have yeah. Helen, the child prodigy swimmer sitting next to me. She could uh, she could uh, elaborate it's on that. probably so much technique, right? It's oh, right. yeah. Because I'm probably just being so inefficient yeah. with my you movement. You have to be totally. yeah. with everything. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to work on is keeping, you know, really making sure as I pull this up, I'm yeah. keeping doesn't help when you got like hairy chest and hairy legs yeah. too we're not going to shave our, right? our legs for that right. and i'm and i'm pretty i'm a pretty dense dude you know what i mean yeah. like I've, I've always been told that it feels like you're heavy boned and i, I really think i am and i'm just like yeah. i think but you're getting a suntan though yeah wow I'm, even though with spf hundred thousand on me i don't know if i'm getting much of a suntan but. it's it's working it's looking good for you thanks yeah but uh you know when we first i remember we talked back Oh, man, this was the first ESPN card in February, the first time the Schmo ever interviewed you. It's got to be three Wait, years 2018 ago. 2018 or 17? Yeah, at least mo- 18. Yeah, at yeah. Least, something like that. And I remembered I asked you as the Schmo, I asked you what weighs more, broadcasting or fighting? Yeah. And it was always fighting. Has that kind of teetered a little bit? Are they 50-50 yet? Are they close? Where, where are we at on that scale? It's definitely shifted. I mean, let's be honest, that's a couple years ago. I'm just that many years older, and I'm already, you know, when I'm talking to you then, I'm probably already 34, 35, so, uh, no, yeah, 33, 34 probably. I'm 36 now. Um, I bought a house. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not saying I'm an old man or settled down completely, but... It's definitely, I, I see broadcasting and I enjoy it a lot more. And especially now that we're not traveling quite as much all over the place. It's either Vegas or here right now. It's, it's kind of actually nice to know where you're going and then you're not traveling all over the world. I miss seeing different cities all over the place. But as far as doing more work consistently, it's been easier. And uh, yeah, I'd say we're more 50-50 now where I'm willing to sacrifice taking fights right now if I've got a busy schedule because... I've taken a lot of beatings, man. I've taken a lot of damage, and at this point in my life, I want to be able to. I want to be able to be around for my daughter longer than you know my fifties. But anyway. uh, the streak continues. Dan Hooker, you lost after fighting I everyone know, who fights you. They lose their next. I fight. can't believe that's becoming a thing. The curse, I, but it's true. I mean, 
everybody that has beaten me, they have lost their next fight. What's that say about the toughness of you and the damage you do yeah. to them in that fight? Yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of guys get past me, but nobody has gotten by me without taking some damage. You know, I I have definitely lost my share of fights, five fights, and a few of them were definitely losses. But most of them are three of them. I think are split decisions. One's a cut mm-hmm. stoppage in the third round to Trinaldo. That's probably. If you go back and watch that fight, one apiece going into that third round in Brazil. Um, Mike Perry had got a broken forearm in the first round. I, I drug him to a split decision somehow. I don't even know how I did that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I take a little bit with me. They take a little bit of me, but you're <laughs> damn sure that uh, I'm, I'm bringing a little myself. And you, and you still wear it well because you look good on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah thanks, God. God. But if I keep going too long, these, this face is just going to explode one day. So. But which fighter would entice you to want to take the next fight? Really anybody, you know, in the top seven above me, right? So you got uh, Dan Hooker rematch. I would absolutely love mm-hmm. to get that one back. Tony, Tony Ferguson, of course. Justin Gaethje, I'm not going to get it. He's the interim champ. Uh, Habib, not going to get it. He's the champ. But that would do Conor McGregor, obviously, if he ever came back. Um, who else is up there? I mean, even Ally Aquinta, there's been talk of. I Kevin. know Diego Fijeda is calling me out. Kevin Lee is a Lee, big name. Yeah. Charles Oliveira is now ranked yeah. above me. These are all guys that at the right time, they deserve their shot. Even Diego, you know, I see you out there, Diego, calling me out. I don't respond to it because I'm not ready to fight right now, but... Uh, God bless him. Everybody's calling me. I feel like I can't do a broadcast. Mark Jacasey, he didn't win his fight, unfortunately. Fight of the night, fantastic fight. But he even they asked him, what would you like next if you get through Fazeed? Sure as shit, I'm sitting right there in the uh, in the interview room, and he easy, says, I'd love to fight you. Easy target. You make yourself <laughs> a bullseye right there. you're right there. I'm right there, yeah. And I know you balloon up after the fights a little bit, and yeah. you're getting up there in age. Do you think 155... Permanently is your weight class, or you'd go up at all because of the the weight cut? And uh, I know you like to eat. I do like to eat. You know that. And, yeah. uh, oh my god, they're so good. That's right in Vegas. Vegas, yeah, the cronuts. Oh my god, cronut. I don't know where that donut spot was. They got them from, but it was they were unbelievable. Um, so the thing is, I think it's fifty five because I don't see myself having too many more. Right. So to to jump up. To start over, the, the goal has always been to get as close to the belt or get the belt and then be done. Um, and to do that at 70 is just not realistic. And uh, I'd have to start over. Even though you know I'm a ranked guy at 55, I think uh, I'd get some big names quick. But, nah. Yeah, 55 until the end. Next month, Dana White's Contender Series starts mm-hmm. August 4th, I believe. Every Tuesday... You're scheduled on the broadcast. Oh, yes. I know you have a family. I know we're here in Abu Dhabi, Flight Island. Where are you finding the balance to train, to see your family, to do this? Your life is on the road right now. Yeah, I'm not. You know, it's <laughs> it's chaos. And everybody's uh, stepping up, stepping up their game back home. Um, you know, Christine, who's Ashling's mom, is somebody that obviously it was the mother of my child. And we were separated for probably almost three years. And just over the last year, we've... We've been working things out. I think we've both matured a whole lot. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm back with her. I'm both really happy. And she's been killing it back home with uh, getting – she's moving into the new house that I bought without – I'm not even there. I've been in Abu Dhabi. I've been doing Fight Island stuff. So we had to get moving companies, and she handled that. My mom helped out. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm not really, I, I'm relying on a lot of loved ones around me to, to help balance things out, and they are, and uh, I'll be home for a little bit, so I'll be doing most most of the Contender Series, if not all of it, and calling at least two of the fights that are happening in Vegas. Yeah. So I'll be doing a lot of, like, Tuesday Contender, Saturday Fight Night, following Tuesday, go home for a few days, come back out on Monday, Tuesday Contender, doing the next thing, and so forth and so on. So it's, yeah. Dedication. Could we see you maybe buying a house in Vegas? I know. God, at the, at the rate that, Might as well. the, yeah, at the rate that things are going, um, down the, down the line, that's 100% a possibility. Um, just, and we don't know how, how this is going to affect, True. you know, COVID's going to affect broadcasts with the UFC move, moving on. Uh, could be a couple years before we start really branching out. We might be still fighting consistently. Thank God for all of us. But, uh, I don't know how consistently it'll be all over the place. It's interesting, too, because you don't have the plexiglass like they did over at the Apex for the broadcast. You guys, I've noticed, are a little bit closer, too. Obviously, the testing, the bubble, it works. It's successful here. But what can we do? What can we take from here on Fight Island and bring back to Vegas? Well, I I think the quarantining beforehand and making sure that guys are at least a day or two isolated before letting them out, um, I think really... The, the, the private workout rooms for these fighters so they don't have to share space they're not around each other that that's been fantastic for these guys to have their own little mat space their own little saunas their own tub i mean when i did the cut with jared his workout room was the hotel room next, next to, to his it. room that had a connecting door so we would just boom we go into the sauna we had a scale in the other room i had to make him a hot bath he did the bath we go right back check the weight i mean that's that's great for these guys to have teams isolated like that. So I think the more they can do that in Vegas and maybe get a hotel that has a little more room, spread them out, give them their own space. I think that's great. But we are here for one more card. One more. Yeah. Which uh, fight are you looking forward to the most? God, I mean the main event. Yeah. The main event. I I love Darren Till. I love Robert Whitaker. Um, Big implications. Who's going to move forward. Could be this the winner of this is next in line for it, I think. What about Jared Cannonier? Yeah. Everyone's forgetting about him. I know, but him. he's going through some injury stuff right now, I right? think he's healed. I asked Dana in the last presser. If he's healed, I know I know Till and I've even talked to Jack Hermanson. They both agree that he really should be the guy next because yeah. Hermanson lost to him. Oh, he, so Till agreed to he, he should be next Well, Till maybe not so much, but yeah. at least recognized the name when it was brought up in some, yes. some questions. But, you know him, he's... He wants to skip the line, and he feels like he's got the uh, star power and the skills to do it. And well, depending on how he, how it, if he goes out there and gets a quick finish, it'd be hard to to justify not giving him at least Cannoneer next. Or you know, they, they were shot. both in great spirits in their pre-fighter interviews. Yeah. I can imagine because they were great for us at media day. Who's got the edge psychologically right now? Not skill-wise, because, hey, you can argue 50-50 either way. We can yeah, hear it, but I, who's got the edge? So I would say just a little bit to Till, right? Because he's not coming off of a knockout anymore, which he was when he faced Masvidal. That was a big, bad knockout. And it's always tough for these guys, and Till talked a lot about this in our interview, that he remembers what it was like. And he's not he is not Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is his own man. We don't know how he handles those kind of situations. But if I had to pick one, I would say the confidence got to be a little bit there for Till because he's not coming off of a devastating knockout where, you know, that fight with Izzy really could have done some damage to, to Robert. And he took the time that he needed to. But it's still that's still right back here knowing that you just, where's your chin at? How am I doing? So we'll see. But, I mean, Robert's such a, 
tough mental bastard that uh, it might not affect him. But you mentioned Israel. He and Paulo. I mean, yeah, what do you think of that fight? I love it. I love it. I think it's the more skilled fighter, obviously, in Izzy. I think there's no doubt about it that he's the more technical fighter, even everywhere. But that doesn't matter when you have somebody like Costa, who is just a freak of nature, man, and is tough. So not only can he dish out that punishment, we've seen him get hit with some some shots when he fought Romero, just showed that he's got the grit to get in there and uh, and take some beatings to, to dish it out. And it only takes one shot from him to just change the course of that fight. I love that fight. I can't wait. It's a great fight. And I, rem- I just remember the split decision victory he had over Marvin Vittori a few years ago. And Marvin True. Vittori is a name to look out for yes, in the middleweight 100%. division. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's had some the great The middleweight division has really you know set themselves apart as you know it was 55 70 that was kind of maybe 45 now i mean over bantamweight 35 yeah 35 has been killing it too but now i think middleweight's up there you got till whitaker i mean hermanson's making Mm -hmm. so much noise cannoneer uh the champ i mean come on now costa it's insane the top of that division even yoel is always going to (laughs) be nobody wants to fight him nobody does. you're lying if you say you want to fight him (laughs) that's 100 percent true Listen, the Irish Dragon, we totally appreciate your time. We know you're a busy guy. You have to film more of the documentary today. In and out. Glad we can... Coffee. Sp- lots of coffee. Lots that's of really, coffee. Re- yeah. That's Two good. different time zones, too. I know. That's... Yeah. I don't, I don't know when I'm... So tonight, I, I'm going to try to get back onto the other schedule of sleeping during the day a little bit and staying up all night. So I, I got melatonin. So when I'm ready to pass out, I'm going to try to take it. See what happens. But for the coffee, you just drink it straight black coffee, or um, I mix it up. If I if I'm doing the broadcast and stuff like that, it's it's usually just black coffee, yeah. just because I want it bitter, I want it mm-hmm. strong. But unfortunately, I've always been a little bit of cream and sugar in my coffee kind of guy, and that's one of the first things that gets cut out when I start cutting weight. I don't do sugar, but I, I the do cream a little cream. cream. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish. I wish I loved it like that, right? Like I wish I woke up and was like, I just want a cup of black coffee. But I'm like, I want a cup of really strong coffee with two sugars and a little bit of cream. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Helen, sign us off for this thing. Okay, he's the one and only Paul Felder. He's Dave Schmolenson. I'm Helen E. Sports, and we're out. Easy, man. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.